Hi everyone, welcome to Val's Tales. I'm Val Fortelli, writer of these stories. I'm Val's sister Wendy Walker and I'm the narrator. And Wendy's daughter Jazz is our producer. Every fortnight we'll bring you a new story. Sometimes funny, sometimes sad, always thought-provoking. Okay, so uh, what have we got next? I think we've got something a little bit different this time, haven't we? That's right. Uh, this story is actually going to be in two parts. It was the result of a really vivid dream I had. It didn't relate to anything happening in my life and was totally out of the blue. But as soon as I was awake, I had to grab a pen and paper to make sure I remembered the first thoughts and ideas. Trying to think of a title, the idea of a swan song came to mind and it seemed to be the perfect fit. That's interesting because I never ever remember my dreams. I mean, I remember them for like a split second when I wake up and then it goes. Sometimes I remember them, not for very long, but this was just... There was a couple of bits in it that I had to get down on paper hmm. and then made up the rest around it. Oh, that's interesting. Um, actually, this isn't a new thing. Um, apparently, Charles Dickens used to serialise his stories back in the day and sell them as like, penny dreadfuls or whatever. And um, Stephen King did it with Green Mile. He published four short books and then... Eventually, when they were all done, he put them all together and it became the Green Mile. It's been going on for a long time. <laughs> I was just going to say, I know it's an historical thing, do part of a story and then have a cliffhanger, but it's become popular again recently where people are publishing part of their book, say the first couple of chapters, and then after a few weeks the next part of the book so eventually you get the whole thing there you go so yeah. what is it called it's called september swan song righty ho this is part one of the serialization the second part will be in two weeks time over to you september swan song part one there was a definite chill in the air as I took my coffee onto the veranda to watch the waves tumbling over the sand on the beach in front of our villa. Although the warmth of the September sun had decreased nearly two weeks previously, the glare was still enough to make me reach for my sunglasses. It would soon be time to pack up and return to our usual place of rest for another year. The three of us, John, Mike and me, had been coming here for 11 years now, and I wondered if these annual visits would go on forever or cease as easily as they'd begun. We'd been friends at junior school, stayed in touch during our teenage years, drifted apart when girls became the focus of our attention, and then found each other on social media when divorce and similar circumstances had changed our outlook on life. Men of our generation had been brought up with a different set of values, it was the man's job to provide for the family, contribute enough so the grandkids could go to college and hope inflation wouldn't reduce our pensions so much that we would be wrapping ourselves in blankets as we couldn't afford to put on a single bar of the electric fire. 
I'm David, by the way, commonly known as Dave. Now, when it comes to the internet, although I'm nowhere near the standard of the kids who flip from one app to the next, depending on what's in vogue, I do enjoy technology and can find my way around most websites. My research told me that in the 60s, when we were born, John, Michael and David were the three most popular names in the UK for boys. <laughs> Forgive me, I'm getting old and I tend to go off at tangents remembering way back when. The three musketeers. <laughs> Anyone remember them? Although we were all born in the same year and within six months of each other, in our later years we took very different paths. It became a fixture in our diaries that once every three months or so we'd meet up and share our thoughts and dreams Warts and all, as true friends can. We didn't ask John why he'd never married, but after one particular boozy session at my house, he admitted he was gay. It must have taken a lot of courage for him to come out, but then Mike's admission that he'd been married three times, had umpteen grandkids and still got horny at the sight of a miniskirt had us all laughing, <laughs> even if it wasn't politically correct. Friends are there when you don't need judgement. I suppose I was the most boring of the three of us. I'd met a girl, got her pregnant, done the honourable thing, and somehow we'd made it work. Until she died shortly before I was due to retire, so we never had the round-the-world cruise we promised ourselves. It's such a different world today that the younger generation will probably find this hard to understand. We took our vows seriously, and although I was sometimes tempted, I never cheated on her. By the time I was a widower, it was too much effort to try and get back into the dating game. I think it was Mike who first came up with the idea of the three of us spending a holiday together. He was between marriages and wanting to get away for a bit before the latest gold digger started chasing him for maintenance. He ran several successful businesses and invested wisely, so I wasn't surprised to discover he'd bought a private island, complete with luxury villa and yacht. A daily ferry transported cooking and cleaning staff, as well as all the supplies necessary. But with the last return journey to the mainland at eight o'clock, after that we were on our own. We spent our days watching and photographing the wildlife, keeping fit, tramping through the undergrowth, fishing either from the shore or the small rowing boat, and lazing by the pool working on our suntans. After our evening meal, which the chef prepared before leaving, We'd load the dishwasher and sit out on the porch with our sundowners listening to the night. There were full-size TVs in all the rooms and a generator in case of emergency, but often we would read our books or chat about the old times, enjoying being away from day-to-day -day hassles. Only two more days and it's back to the rat race, Mike said as he sipped his bourbon. I'm going to miss you guys. Do you ever think of selling the businesses and taking life easy? John asked. After all, you're not getting any younger and I'm pretty sure you could afford it. I would if I could, but the alimony payments don't make it feasible. With hindsight, I should have had my wicked way and vanished rather than marrying the girls, but it's too late now. My only option is to try and outlive them all and stay young enough to enjoy life. Knowing you, Mike, I said, you'd be celebrating your freedom on your hundredth birthday and get caught up with the young girls slicing up your cake. I can't see you ever changing. John laughed, but he looked quite sad. At least you've both known the comfort of a partner for most of your lives, he said.
Whichever way you look at it, I've missed my chance. Was there ever a special someone? I asked. I know in the early days it was different, but times have changed and you're a presentable bloke. Might not be too late even now. If I didn't know you better, I'd take that as an offer. John's smile didn't quite reach his eyes. There was someone once, but I was 18. Although our families suspected they would never have agreed for us to be together. In fact, I'm sure that's the main reason they moved abroad so we'd be out of sight, out of mind. I never forgot him. And I often still think of him. Would you go back in time if it gave you the chance to do things differently? Mike asked. If it meant I had the chance to try and find him again, yes, John said. What about you, Dave? Probably, yes, I replied. And don't get me wrong, I loved Jenny, and we had some good times together, but having to get married when we were so young, I never really got the chance to explore the world. Too late now. It's never too late, Mike said. What if I told you I had something which could take us back in time for a second chance? The only rule is we'd have to agree on the year and how old we were at the time. <laughs> I'd say you've been a wonderful host, but I'm ready for my bed and I'm too old for the wacky-backy these days. Good night, guys. See you in the morning. To be continued. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying these stories, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podbean or our YouTube channel. You can also follow Val's Tales on social media. Details coming up.